0: Lou Teasdale. Hi. Welcome to Short It. Thank you. Um, so obviously everyone knows you as, how, I mean, a social media influencer, all that kind of stuff. But I'm going to ask you about um, your business side, because there's a lot of things you do that probably people don't know. Mm-hmm. One of them actually you just mentioned to me is a tanning brand. Yep. So um, I was going to ask you later, but now I'm super intrigued. Mm-hmm. Um, with social media, you must get millions of opportunities to like invest in things or be an ambassador for things, mm-hmm. a bit like a dragon on Dragon's Den. So how do you filter those now? Um, and what kind of things are you looking to get into in the future?
1: Um, yeah, so like, opportunities do come for us. Um, you know, We'll get things like um, brand ideas, people sort of companies are sort of forming now where they sort of want to build brands around influencers' profiles. That's obviously... How everyone's marketing brands anyway yeah. um so to get the influencer super invested from the beginning obviously what kylie did with the cosmetics everyone just wants to recreate a bit of that um so yeah we we get quite a lot of that stuff with um tonologist it was it was kind of i think things work better when it comes from our end than yeah. is someone else's idea coming to us um and i'd actually met um our our boss at tonologist who um owns the umbrella company um i'd met him a lot of years ago and i've known him for a lot of years um so when i've done things with brands before where i've um, made my own products and things like that he's always helped me so i think when it comes around a bit more organically it tends to work better yeah um and so tonologist ended up being a deal that I did for an influencer that I manage um, but actually it's quite a nice one for me because I'm not the face of it um, I, I'm i just very involved in the back end and the brand and growing the brand and that influencer strategy and that kind of thing um, which is kind of perfect for me to like sit back a little bit on the the face of it and let yeah. the young ones do that Yeah, that's what I prefer actually
0: The, the reason I ask is most people that see influencers they just think, Oh, they post, mm-hmm. they get paid for posts, all this kind of stuff. But I feel like maybe like three, four years ago it was more more like that. But mm-hmm. nowadays, um, it seems like there's so much more to it, like what you're talking about. Um, is that has it changed in the last sort of few years or has it always been like that?
1: Um, well, for us, I think that what is what's become very apparent is that, you know, there's less worth in influencer marketing now. So for a couple of years, it was kind of like everyone was plucking these figures out and these brands were just paying it because they're brands with money. Yep. Um, and they're kind of learning how to um, not exploit the influence, but they're learning how to get as much as they can for the money. So they'll do mm-hmm. things like um, spend their budget on a trip, everybody's down for going on the gorgeous Maldives trip. And um, then you, as an influencer, you really engage in the product. Um, yeah. You post everything they want you to post. You engage with the brand, the other influencers, um, and they get a lot more yeah. out of their budget from doing trips and events. But it kind of came out of our pocket, I suppose. So it was a lot less on posting deals. So we just have to make sure that we... I'm making money. So yeah. it's we're just in everyone's in the hustle, you know. So having your own brand, especially now with COVID as well, there's no trips and events. Yeah. Um so there was a lot more money came back into posting deals, but a lot of brands didn't have any money either and were worried about money. So it was nice to have the brand ticking along and I think a lot of influencers are you know, they've got business people behind them. They're smart, that's how they're getting bigger and bigger because they understand it. So it on the face of it you might think well they're just posting a picture but i've kind of likened that to how you might say a football is just kicking a ball you know yeah, yeah. It, you know you can you can kind of uh, make it seem super trivial like putting a person on instagram but actually they really understand their audience and how to convert their posts into selling a product which yeah. is actually um worth it's actually really valuable
0: yeah um on your Instagram, I wanted to ask you that question off the bat because we were just talking about it before. Um, but on your Instagram, uh, it says you're a no-drink, no-drugs party girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does that mean?
1: So I've been talking a lot recently <laughs> about the fact that I'm completely sober.
0: Okay. As it, When you say something, like 100%...
1: Nothing. 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 Okay. I've never done a line... I've never smoked a joint, nothing. Okay. Okay. I've always been super strict on that side of thing. I used to drink. Yeah. Um, and then since I had my daughter, I never really drank again. And it came to a point where I was just like, I'm a non drinker. Yeah. Because people would be quite pushy if I wanted to have a night off drinking or whatever. Sure. And I find that people respect a non drinker as a non drinker. So I kind of became that and then Um, Yeah, I just think it's quite sad at at the moment when I've been talking about it on Instagram. Like I was talking about it yesterday actually on my stories and so many people were messaging me about their confidence and, you know, they feel too introverted until they have a drink, they feel boring until they have a drink, they're going to lose their lives as they know it, they're going to lose their friends, all of that kind of thing. And so I don't know, I just find it quite sad because I actually haven't lost anything I think people quite respect it. I still will party all night. You can ask a team. It's like I can still (laughs) go till six in the morning and everyone's still chasing the night and I might get a little bit like, I'm going to go to bed now. But yeah, um, yeah, it's just something I've been talking about a lot recently.
0: Um, Because I don't really drink either. Mm. I mean, back in the day, obviously. Yeah, me too. um, Because I was going to say, you've got a young daughter now. Mm. And when we were probably around 18... Most people just drank, but now, now in the last few years or five years or so, with social media and everything, everyone has to be fit now mm-hmm. and healthy. So it's kind of not cool. I mean, back in the day, we're a similar age. Back in the day, when we were eighteen, there was nothing else to do. No, <laughs> and also sometimes I think if you if you are drinking, then it's because your friends aren't fun enough. You're drinking because they're not fun. Yeah, you're trying to make them more fun. Yeah. So there's an argument for that too. Um, having a young daughter now. When she becomes like 16, 17, 18, with with the landscape of how the world is, um, how are you going to channel her energy into a career? What would you like, what would you talk to her about nowadays? Because obviously when we were Mm. 17, 18, it was completely different.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely, when, where I was from, it was like a tiny little village outside Hull. And when it would be like careers talks, it was like, (laughs) I have a twin sister and she studied law. And she wanted to do law. And I was kind of like, well, I want to be a makeup artist. And it was kind of like, you need to think of a real job now. And, you know, and so it that kind of made me a little bit sort of challenged and think, okay, I, I can do that, you know. But with looks, it's like, and the same with the drinking. I feel like I'm hoping, I think that social media is quite a good place for that as well, there is a lot of positives with social media. It's obviously a lot of negatives, but I think that things like confidence, things like um, not drinking, things like careers and opportunity and all of those things, they can kind of see that now. Um, I don't think we could. No. And so hopefully she'll just be comfortable to be who she wants to be and um, that's all I really channel into her is for her to just be like true and honest and happy and if she's not happy to tell me.
0: Yeah, because it's cooler, it's healthier It's healthier.
1: And also it, one of the biggest decisions for me was I was um, working in a very male dominated industry and I was working in music and I was on tour and there was a lot of drinking. And actually I I did very much feel like as a woman, I wanted to be taken seriously. I wanted to, um, you know, get the business class travel, which a lot of the men were getting. And I feel like I don't know. I kind of feel like you do have to work a little bit harder as a woman. Maybe not as much now. This was over 10 years ago, but it, you know, you kind of had to work hard to command the kind of fees that the big male hairdressers were getting. Um, it, it's difficult to, to meet that. And I think that, um, not being sort of drunk and, um, getting involved in things you get involved with when you are drunk and things like that and being, uh, super straight and sensible and, all of that kind of thing. I do actually think that it contributed to me being taken more seriously and commanding my fees and re- I'm representing brands quite often when I was doing hair. So, and when I'm working with influencers now or doing any sort of mentoring, I am quite strict on that. And, you know, an event does feel like a party, but actually you're working. Um, and that sounds really boring, but, um, I well, it's think professional. That, yeah, it's, but it's got it's, to be professional yeah, and yeah. the influencers that are doing well are very, very professional. Um, and yeah, it looks like a big holiday and it looks like a big party and it is, we're really lucky, but um, the brands do expect you to be professional and that's hard yeah. for someone who's who's 20 and gone huge from their bedroom and all of a sudden on a rooftop in LA at a Boohoo party and yeah. Snoop Dogg's there and Chris Brown's there and all of them people and, yeah. you know, but they kind of need to not, you know, they need to represent the brand and be professional yeah. at the same time. So, it, you know, I kind of see myself as like the the older you know eyes over that and sort of there to remind them of that and
0: um, and the job you're talking about for anyone that doesn't know who you are mm-hmm. um your original job it was you, would you say your biggest job was with one direction
1: yeah definitely you, yeah.
0: and you're a makeup artist stylist um
1: i was hair and makeup
0: hair and makeup which is quite a big job for those guys right
1: well not really it was about <laughs> 20 minutes a day really yeah so is, is that it yeah just well it depends if they if they wanted haircuts but really it was there was more pressure around like shoots and things like that but on tour it was super easy I'd end up cutting all the crew's hair and the support acts yeah. and the managers and the peers and girlfriends and things like that yeah. doing more hair and makeup on everyone else than them
0: so what, what, just listen to you when you were younger obviously being a creative wasn't um we weren't I, I think my I remember my career's advice was like to work in a factory or <laughs> something like yeah you know it was like like I was like what I was like surely not no. um so being creative was like you're like a you you're like um like the weirdo mm-hmm. if you're creative in school my sister one of my sisters tattoo artist she's like two years older than me and she was always into art and stuff and they were like well there's no you can't get paid for that yeah it's not a job um so considering you came from that and then you ended up following your career um, and doing so well um, on your tours and stuff. Um, and then obviously being a woman in that industry, like it's been quite tough, isn't it? Or do you, would you say that being professional has just enabled you to kind of coast it?
1: Yeah, I always put it down to like the simple stuff. Like, yeah. um, and whenever I've had like assistants that were like from the salon, they're like, you know, I really want to break into this side you know, it is the simple stuff that I think gets you there in business as well. So I find at the top, everyone is super nice mm-hmm. and you get there from doing that. And, yeah. you know, when you're assistant, you've got to do that. And it's like, just be nice, just be helpful, clean up, bring the cups of tea, like yeah. make sure everyone's happy. Like really simple, basic life stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and actually, I think people really miss miss that out and try and... You know get involved where they maybe shouldn't get involved yeah. and a bit too busy and trying to do the hard stuff and actually, I think that i I know that I just did the graft yeah. um like I said like was professional things yeah. like that yeah and people don't do that <laughs> I know, it's, it's so weird. weird it's like that's the easiest thing to do is like be yeah. on time yeah it's super easy yeah. like the basic stuff, and people might drop all those bits yeah. and and I think I think that. That's like my main bit of advice that I do give people. It's yeah. like if you stick with it, you're committed, um, you're professional. Yeah, it's like people notice that stuff and they want to work with you.
0: It's not rocket science. Someone it's like, not. I do a Q and A. I do I do one every month, and uh, someone asked me about that, and I said, I said all you have to do is deliver what you say you're going to do, yeah, and be professional, and you'll be a millionaire. Yeah, like just keep doing that forever, and yeah. you should be fine. So like, like
1: working with brands, it's like. Just make sure the brand's happy.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And people really go the other way, and I'm not sure why, but they're sort of fighting the brand rather We're, than making sure the brand's happy. Yeah. Um. And it's, and it's really simple stuff, yeah. but for some reason people go that way. I don't know if it's ego. Um,
0: well, I think. Um. I mean, what I would say to them because I used to work in advertising that's my background and doing creative ideas for the brand, and they always chose what got out there anyway. Um, I think if it's your own brand, then fine, do what you want. But if it's someone else's brand, then be professional and, you know, deliver what they're asking. Otherwise, you just won't get paid. And if you keep doing that constantly, they'll pay you more.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm a big advocate for that. I mean, when I remember before I had Lux, I thought to myself, you know, when I have a baby, I'm going to, you know, semi-retire and um, step back from everything. And actually... Once I was pregnant, I kinda it made me take everything really seriously because I was pregnant, this had to be you know, I wasn't gonna go and do it for nothing, it needed to be paid properly, all of those things. And I ended up working every single day. Yeah. Because all of a sudden I was taking it a lot more serious than
0: Can you hear Bruno? Sorry. Yeah, I can. <laughs> Bruno is just it's having my, a little
1: back nice noise. <laughs> I don't it, know what people think it is.
0: If anyone can hear like snorting and like
1: it sounds like a little pig in mud.
0: Bruno's scratching his bum on the wall. Um, <laughs> he, he does what he wants. Okay, he'll be fine. Um, yeah, sorry, carry on.
1: Um, yeah, I think I, of, I, think really. I t- started taking things a lot more seriously yeah. once I was pregnant, and it really changed my mindset yeah. on everything. Um, but I think maybe before that, I needed to run around after everyone for no money and be that person as well, so...
0: Yeah, you got to do the graft, haven't you? Yeah. It takes years. People don't realise. Um, years. Like, I mean, cl- you're, you're no way better than I do, but people will see your Instagram, but they won't see that you've been working forever. Like, yeah. God knows how many years.
1: Well, we used to... This is the thing about Instagram as well, which I'll, I'll always say to girls that want to break into the industry, like, you're so lucky to have that. And yeah. we had to, like find people to shoot with find people to shoot do the makeup didn't even like it then it'd cost money then you're getting it printed off and then put in a portfolio then you run around London trying to show people who <laughs> don't big... want to see it your portfolio <laughs> yeah. just to maybe get an assisting job that yeah. wasn't gonna pay you anything yeah and um, and now you know these people can you know you've got guys sat in their rooms just doing a full face of makeup and and um, they're amazing yeah. and they've really mastered their craft and they're showing it really well and then editing it together really well and then mac want to work with them yeah. and i think that's amazing and we just didn't have that
0: nothing i i had a portfolio too of my yeah. crappy ideas for advertising <laughs> people look at them and be like well this guy's got no yeah. idea what he's doing but we can train him you know we yeah. used to run around london with a big por- you'd see people with portfolios yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> And that was me yeah
0: like <laughs> i've been there i had to so yeah people like they can literally do it from their home um I had Abby Roberts. Do you know Abby Roberts? Abby Roberts. She's got like um, I don't know, like sixteen million on TikTok. She does like makeup, yeah. incredible stuff. She's like an artist. It's yeah. just incredible. Um, and she she did the same. She did it from her room. She li- she's from Leeds, so not too really? far. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's um really cool, and she's she's done what you have done. I, what after when I met her and then like researching the hell out of you, um, makeup and all that kind of stuff is such a people don't. I don't think people realize how good industry is
1: oh yeah it's got i mean for cosmetics especially like instagram and youtube and now tiktok has just made it such an exciting industry it was quite like it was quite boring before then and yeah. it's really exciting now um all the trends and stuff and then yeah the, the it's people showing their art isn't it people yeah i think it's it is an app but also people do it to themselves every day yeah. so they can almost try bit. But also, they're watching art being created, and I think everyone just wants to watch it.
0: Yeah, I I, I got fascinated by it. I mean, I, the closest thing to that kind of thing is my sister. With um, you know, she used to play with dolls when she was getting them, like put like cuts on their faces. She's, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's into mad stuff, but um, but she's super creative, super artistic. Um, but again, like when she was like sixteen, eighteen, she didn't have an outlet for it. No, you know, everyone was like, oh, she's a bit weird because she like it's like doll she makes dolls look yeah. like they've been in car accidents which yeah. was a little bit weird but that works but, um, across
1: a lot of things so even like young comedians yeah like i, I follow a couple of guys that are just so funny and who? it's like who give him a shout so i love a guy called luke hamnet okay do you know who he is
0: no 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 but. he
1: just does a sketch every day and me and my daughter watch them and he's so funny <laughs> and it's very like royal family um like Peter Kay, like yeah. it's really simple stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I just think it's really cool that, you know, these people had to be discovered before and then managed well and then put into a production and now they're like the director, the producer, the star, the writer of their own little production every day. And they're yeah. just so talented. So what was his name? Luke Hamner. Luke he's Hamner. a really good one. Okay. Who's that other guy that I love? He's called Christopher something. I'll find him. I'll find him and we can do them a shout out, but. Okay. I just think it's such an amazing platform. Do you? I,
0: I think it's incredible. I yeah. mean, it changes everything. Because 20 years ago, it, 20 years is not even that long, long a yeah. period, but the change we're in 20 now. years, you, you think that, but we're kind of not like. Yeah. Because we've got the,
1: another 20, that what could happen?
0: Yeah. And then another 20, you know? Yeah. So it's like, because you obviously started off, you know, uh, stylist makeup and stuff like that. What would you say your job is now?
1: Oh, I just hate that what, that question. And not I job, actually. That's probably... I job,
0: job sounds weird.
1: I, I don't care about being called an influencer. People get really offended by it. I really don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand why people really judge influencers. But I do do that. I also manage a couple of influencers. Um, like we were going to talk about property. Like a lot of the money I've made has been out of property. Um
0: so what's your plan? We have the
1: tanning brand. It's yeah. kind of like, I, I just am one of them. A bit, bit of whatever.
0: So, okay. So going back to that first question, because um, you'll get offered loads of different things. Um, how do you choose them? Do you choose them based on what you're passionate about?
1: Um, yeah, pretty much. I do a lot of stuff um, with my daughter. So I do a lot of like toy brands and things like that, because yeah. I find it really easy doing content with her. Yeah. um i find any sort of beauty and clothes kind of thing i, I don't really um, say no to it because i find it quite easy to sort of look at the brand see what i like about the brand try and make it look cool and um, try and see what it's about a little bit i kind of see that as what my role is um so i mean i'm not too choosy no that there are some that i'm trying to think what i what i sort of turn down i do turn down some stuff
0: What's the last thing you turned
1: down? Um, I think it was a, a vibrator one. <laughs> what that the I, hell
0: are you supposed to do with that? Like know, a video?
1: The, there's been a few. <laughs> what were you supposed like, to do I'm with just, that? Some of the girl, like Some of the Love Island girls do them. And Lily Allen actually bought one out and sent it to the house with some flowers. And I was like, oh, thanks. Like... Oh. i'll post it for you like i want it but oh. i don't know i'm just a little bit it's not very me to be posting about a vibrator either i just was like i can't i don't know how i'm gonna make that work i, I can't make it work <laughs> i mean can was we it? just leave it it was like that with my agent
0: was it any good the, the product but I, mean, I don't know <laughs> like, what do you even know? <laughs> that means yes
1: i knew you were gonna go there well i mean like what if you i get it if you're
0: sent like a a dress and you're like oh this is nice but if you're sitting well, what
1: they'll do is what the brands are doing is they're trying to normalize um things like that that people aren't comfortable to talk about
0: yeah um
1: which i get yeah and i'm supposed to be that person that can say that really well but it's the same with body positivity it's like I'm actually not confident to take a photo with all my rolls out and like feeling not, I like to try and look as perfect as I can on my sure. pictures. Yeah. And so if you're confident to do that, I think that's amazing. I think Instagram's a really great place for that at the minute. You see yeah. loads of it. It's positive. That's what I want my daughter to be seeing. Obviously not airbrushed pictures, but I'm not confident to do that. And yeah. um, And the same with products like that you know they're, they're trying to normalize this conversation because there's no reason why we should be embarrassed as women to talk about it but I'm actually not that I'm not like that I'm not that comfortable to talk about that stuff so it's just a diff. that's where I want to make sure it's authentic because anyone that knows me will know I've like squirmed through person that and getting paid five grand for it that's why I've done it which I hate
0: yeah five grand's five grand
1: <laughs> it is um there's been a few there's like condom ones as well um which obviously is a really important subject um and the safety side of things that one didn't end up coming off but i was a bit like oh i don't love talking about sex on there and i have but i have a lot of young girl followers so i was doing some stuff about periods and all of that stuff because i can purse that really naturally because i'm going through that with my daughter Mm -hmm. so things like that i find a lot easier
0: it's funny, you know the things that, um, like the products. For women, like you know, like I was having this conversation recently with someone, and like men don't have any of this stuff. Like men don't have a vibrator, not no. that, not that I'm aware of. Yeah, how oh, is that fair?
1: I mean, with the the drinking question, you know that men, I think it's really difficult for men to talk about a lot of things, yeah. and and it's just it's such an unhealthy space on a, on. I mean, the drinking thing, it's, you know, they're sort of saying they actually can't socialise without drinking. Really? Um, and, I mean, of course, you said you do, and, and I and I socialise without drinking, but you're talking about people that, that aren't lucky enough to have the confidence that you have. And yeah. the status and friends and all of that stuff, you're talking about people who don't have that, mm. and they really rely on, um, you know, going to the pub and having a drink, and that's where they get their you know, their time with their friends. Yeah. Um and without that they'd be probably be, you know, in a really bad place with their mental health. And so it's really difficult, I think it's a lot more difficult, I think, even for a man if he did maybe want to stop drinking, to to feel safe to say that. Um, and yeah. that was really apparent in a lot of my responses, so I found it really sad. Yeah, I, I know I what think men's mental health is like is is almost trickier because it's not an it's not an open space like women are better at talking about this stuff and so yeah. and i think we're a little bit more ahead so instagram you see a lot of women body positivity posts with women and not as many with men
0: yeah guys don't really post anything no, like that, do they? no um I, mean.
1: I don't know why um but it's i don't think it feels as natural for them to sort of go you know here's my body i'm really happy with it this is what normal people look like yeah um some do. There are some that I follow that do, but it's just not as... It's just not as much of a safe space, and I, th- I just think it's quite worrying. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I think that I, it's just... It's still, like, toxic masculinity, like, shining through from people. That's, you know, how we've been been taught from a, re, a very young age for yeah. a man to... Like, that that whole man-up thing, like, you still see it being said all the time.
0: Yeah.
1: And And then you wonder why... You know, men end up like that yeah. You know, and not feeling like they have no other out
0: Yeah, guys don't really share as much No In general
1: But I think that they're yeah. like conditioned to feel like they shouldn't
0: Yeah, maybe Yeah I mean, I grew up with five sisters so, Oh, okay You yeah, know, like It was like yeah. I just didn't really say that much <laughs> It was just too loud Like in general No, they were cool They were cool But I mean, they shared and stuff But I never felt like that need Like no. weirdly um but no it, yeah it's, I suppose in in future it will happen maybe
1: yeah I think that it's all like progressing in the right direction yeah. um I think we're quite lucky in this country that um you know I think that it is going that way and
0: yeah have you ever drank ever yeah I like used to party yeah I used so, to so do you think like because I used to obviously go partying you know that's probably how we met our mutual friend
1: yeah probably <laughs>
0: <laughs> um you know in the London scene and uh and yeah for me um being healthy like it makes me not require any of it you know just because I train obviously like five times a week doing CrossFit Mm. um and now I own a couple of CrossFit gyms and stuff like that my lifestyle is based around being healthy and fit and I I met up with a friend last week who like one of my best friends ever kind of mentored me when I was younger um and when we used to toast he used to say health wealth and happiness Mm -hmm. and I'm well, I truly believe that if you stick to the first one, the rest will come. Follows. Yeah, and I, so, and I said that to him. And he, um, and I was like, health is the first one that I stuck to when he taught me that when I was like 25. Yeah. Um, and from that, I feel like everything's worked in my yeah. favour since then. I think partying and stuff like that didn't do me... It kind of just... It kinda well, something
1: just, I found quite interesting in my responses is what people were saying was that they drink because of social anxiety. Right. But drinking... Cause them um, oh, yeah. really bad like health anxiety yeah, um, yeah and would set them off for a few days after and give yeah. them anxiety, so they 're sort of medicating they 're trying to cure it with something that 's causing it yeah. and it 's such a vicious circle and like back to what you 're saying about like health bringing you happiness, I think that we like as adults and as a parent as well, are responsible for you know, our mental health and yeah. making sure that we're not spiraling and in a good place to cope with when tragedy does happen and bad things do happen. Yeah. I feel like I'm healthy and I can cope. Yeah. Um, and actually I think that drugs and alcohol put you in a place where you don't cope as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's definitely helped me where I'm in dark times because I'm quite a resilient happy person yeah i don't spiral up you know into a into a dark place yeah. and i can still you know parent and function and yeah. be a mom and work yeah you
0: know? yeah i f- um you know looking back it's easy for me to say now because like i'm in a different spot to when i was in my 20s yeah. um but when i people talk about like ask me about investing money and stuff like that i'm like if you invest money into like drugs alcohol all these things I don't care what people do, it's fine. But you get a zero percent return Mm -hmm. on that, right? It's like a bit like clothes. I know people like if you spend five hundred quid on something, like you get a zero percent return on that. Yeah. So if you invest five hundred quid, say, in like Bitcoin or whatever it is, in the future that could be worth like five grand. Mm -hmm. So I feel like certainly when I was younger, it was like buy some clothes, go out, get drunk, party, you know, do your thing, puke up you know whatever eat chips and mayonnaise whatever it was like the chip you know when Most, I look
1: I used to love chips and mayonnaise when I was drunk
0: the, the best right like a quid yeah. it, or sometimes you get it free if you if you knew the person. We put all the
1: mayonnaise on and the ketchup and make like a pink sauce it's disgusting
0: you couldn't do that now because someone will video that and put it and you'll be like no like you know yeah. so um, but that's what we used to do right so luckily Instagram wasn't around when we were like 18 thank god um, but I always say to people now like think about everything as an investment so if you're going to go and spend 200 quid on cocaine or whatever people do um, and like 200 quid on alcohol on a weekend that's 400 quid gone how could you have invested that 400 quid mm-hmm. you know what value did you get out of it mm-hmm. and I think be- more people are, are like
1: yeah but listening, yeah money um money being one thing it does save me a lot of money especially as you sort of working through the ranks and you start going to places where people are buying bottles and spending all this money, and yeah. I just don't have that cost or champagne, yeah I just don't have that cost yeah. um also yet yeah, like calories like there are loads of perks to not drinking, but yeah. obviously it's difficult for people to to do that, and what they feel like they're sacrificing <laughs> is yeah. More important to them than that, I suppose.
0: And I, I even remember when you on the Sunday people would be like, Oh no, just have another drink in a cure you yeah. However. Like, yeah, who, through who it. Come up through it. Yeah. What makes you bad makes you better. I'm like, how did I live like that? <laughs> like I'm so glad I don't do that now. I
1: was never a day drinker because it would end up me being yeah. sick.
0: Or I fall asleep at six pm. Yeah, that and, I couldn't yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I couldn't stick it out.
0: Yeah. Um okay, so going back to your property stuff, because I'm interested in that because I do quite a bit of property myself. Um, and I um, I'm building a house in Costa Rica at the moment, which is um, about to start in like a month. Um, what's your plans? I, I looked at your uh, Lou Teasdale home. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, I, while well, the pictures look great, I was like, I need to hire her as my <laughs> interior designer. So um, plans, you know what I've what bought at plan? the minute? Go on.
1: I've bought an RV.
0: Have you actually?
1: Yeah, it's sick.
0: Right. And what? so
1: basically, I'm, I'm homeless at the minute because... Um, I just want to wait to see what the market does. Because actually, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like flip houses on the side. I just have always sort of been doing it as I go. Yeah. So um, just a couple of flats and then the house that I've just done. So no. that was a project I've been doing for like four years. Um, and then I've just sold it. And the market's a little bit crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, I find that you need to buy... Undervalue. otherwise you can enter in really a bad position and so I just don't really want to buy at the minute mm-hmm. um so I'm like back at my sister's at 37 like, oh. but <laughs>
0: twin sister my twin sister okay, yeah, 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 yeah in
1: her poor husband that <laughs> now has both of us so anyway um yeah I'm I'm always looking but the houses I think what's happened is everyone wants houses with gardens especially in like East London yeah um, so people who came to look at my house might have had, like, a flat in Marylebone. Yep. And it's the same value as, like, a five-bed in Hackney. And this is, like, their move to the countryside. Do you know what I mean? Every now. Yeah. yeah just the, drinking yeah. water. <laughs> <laughs> are you okay? He just does
0: what he wants. <laughs> yeah, carry on. So
1: people from great locations are, you know, trying to get those houses yeah. that we've sort of... that, that I would have been looking at before. So... Yeah, I've offered on a couple of things and they've had like 10, 11 offers on Yeah, and gone to seal bids. So uh, at the minute, we've bought this RV and it's all ripped out and the we're redoing it. Is, that's my like interiors project for now.
0: I'd ask to see a picture, but... Um, well, This is it today. See? Yeah, okay. If I'll you show, show it to you. your camera and then you can... Um,
1: He's just sent me the picture of the bunks that have gone in. No way. So they're for the kids. Then this is like the back bedroom here. It's huge. The lad's about to go and do an HGV course. What? Yeah, because it's huge.
0: So are you, are you going to sell this or are you going to keep
1: it? I think we're going oh. to keep it. Mm-hmm. We, the idea was this year, if we can't travel, we're going to take the kids on an adventure. It'll be really fun. We've always wanted to do it. Yeah. And it'll be quite good for TikTok. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so we bought it on eBay, literally like on a whim, me and my sister.
0: How much did you pay for it?
1: It was like 26,000. That's, That's not cheap. It's not cheap. Yeah um and then we were like okay so we're gonna spend like 10 on it which is gone it's just a money pit so it's a bit stressful but the idea now because um dad has gone to do his driving course on it we are going to maybe try and do a little business out of it because it's really cool and people seem really interested in it and you know there may be a few things that we can do with it
0: um apparently a a neighbor of mine uh he has got a, a a camper van company yeah and because of COVID and everything, he's, like, so backed up. Yeah. Like, because everyone's building these camp vans and just doing stuff in the UK. Yeah. That entire market is just, like, yeah. it's, like, ten times what yeah, it used Yeah, we,
1: we were trying to book some pictures in France for over the summer. Some of the nice ones in, like, saint jean they're all booked as well. But Crazy. I think that what we could even do is just try and find somewhere nice to park it yeah. and put, like, somewhere really nice, like, near a beach somewhere in the UK. Yeah. And then we could Airbnb it. Yeah. Something like that.
0: That's a kid. I, I do a lot of Airbnb. Do you? Mm. Yeah,
1: well, I think that something like that could probably work. Yeah. But it's also, we were also thinking that like Tom could go and do hen Like we could just do anything with it because it's really fun. <laughs> it's going to be like um, fluffy and like the back bedroom is like a full bed. The whole room is a yeah, bed. Yeah. So yeah. it's like a proper shag pad. <laughs> and it's like, it's just going to be really cool. So we're going to, like people want to shoot on it and stuff like that. Obviously,
0: Yeah. yeah. You're going to put that in the Airbnb title, shag pad. Yeah.
1: <laughs> shag pad on wheels
0: um so with the property stuff that you do if you were just an ordinary person doing property you'd obviously go in buy the place um do it up flip it yeah. because of your social media mm-hmm. can you now attach brands to all that and like basically quadruple your money
1: well i don't think i can quadruple my money but since i did the home account yeah um i've had i've done some work with companies like ren on the kitchen so i'd already yeah, put yeah, a ren yeah. kitchen in myself yeah, yeah. um so i did some work with them um anyway but i think the next one i think i'll work with companies a lot closer yeah. and do and collab with them so yeah. essentially what how it works is you get it free yeah. but then you do that promo videos and okay. um, post for them and that kind of thing so because it's your house you don't want to be putting stuff you don't like and it needs to be organic mm-hmm. but um had a couple of really nice tile companies because interiors is huge on instagram now and i think some businesses are flying from getting yeah. that right so um so they re- they really jump on people with the home accounts yeah so i think it'll just be a bit more like that next time i can see who i can work with that will make um things possible that maybe i wouldn't have been able to afford before
0: yeah yeah definitely Um, especially Pinterest because I'm all over Pinterest right now for like designs for the Costa Rica house
1: yeah it's really good I just feel like with Pinterest I get the same images as Instagram no on Pinterest I I see the same images that I saw oh like a year ago when I was working. do you know what I mean
0: yeah maybe but the
1: way it's organised it's nicer and more visual than Instagram for interiors
0: yeah saying that though I've recently found a a bit more on Instagram Mm -hmm i feel like pinterest was the thing but now everyone's on instagram it's kind of like there
1: there's a house in bali that i follow that i'll send to you that's really cool they've done like the sunken lounge thing it's really cool
0: okay wait is it a couple yeah i you're not gonna believe this i've seen that and i'm having a sunken lounge put into my house in costa rica
1: they've split up that couple now as well they're renting that out oh really yeah but they, they were like
0: the ultimate Instagram yeah, couple. I why know. why are they, they broke up? <laughs>
1: I don't know. I don't know. I just saw it on her stories. I was like, oh, there should be a
0: law yeah. <laughs> where those Instagram couples are never allowed to break up.
1: But they actually did a YouTube um, where they're talking about the price of everything. Like they go into everything. It's a really good one. Yeah. Um, because they had everything custom made at the end. Why did they break up? I think she met someone else. She's been passing with another fella.
0: Already? Yeah. That's harsh. I know. Okay, this is like okay, okay, I've got a question for you. Yeah. If you were the CEO of Instagram for one day,
1: yeah.
0: what would you change? What
1: would I change?
0: Because the whole couple goals bollocks, yeah, right, which we're yeah. just talking about. Yeah. I feel like they if they split up,
1: yeah.
0: they should have their accounts taken from them. <laughs> because they their whole account is based on their lie that they were happy. Uh-huh. So, maybe if that's your whole gig, right, then they should just be removed from Instagram because you lied to us. You lied to everyone.
1: Well, she's been quite honest now because she's talking about the new one, okay. but she's obviously getting trolled because all her stories are like, you don't know what happened, don't think you know. So, it's all booting off on, on Gypsy Lost. That's what she's called.
0: Gypsy Lost. Gypsy Lost. That, that's her name. Okay, yeah. fine. So, okay, if you're a CEO, but you were CEO. We
1: don't know what he did.
0: I mean, we don't, but I think they should. Um, they should get their Instagram deleted.
1: They have like. separate Instagrams, but they ha- the Bali Villa is a must be a joint one. Right. But like, is this the house you mean?
0: Yeah. How good yeah. is it? I saw. Yeah, so that's one of the pictures. Yeah. I used. Do you know what?
1: I just feel like everyone is just going to use that reference now because it's so it good.
0: Got, so if you look up there, you see my projector. Oh yeah. So there's um that's a screen that comes down. So I'm having the same there. So oh okay, pop down. Yeah. 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 Um, so look CEO for the day Of Instagram You've got 24 hours To change all the rules You're basically The Prime Minister Of Instagram What, what would you change About it? What would I change? I
1: mean, the algorithm The algorithm
0: Okay so what would you change?
1: I preferred it When it was just Organic It was just live It was just As people posted That's the actual Most recent one Whereas now It's all shuffled about right. And I just see The same people Okay. I don't see the value in that.
0: Yeah, because now if you because I don't really follow anyone because I try and limit my time. Yeah. Um. So if you scroll down, there's like three pictures, new ones. It goes into like random pictures.
1: Yeah. I yeah. don't get it. Why is it not just a timeline that's just live? It's literally the last one that came up. That's like what I want to see. Yeah. Well, they
0: want to keep you on there, I guess. Right. So that's what you would change that one.
1: I'd go back to that. Yeah. I think.
0: Yeah. Everyone would do that. What? What else? What um. Else
1: would you I just can't think of one off the top of my head. I don't get particularly stressed out with with how it is.
0: I haven't actually thought about this myself. I'm trying to think of things. I think if you buy followers, you should get banned.
1: Yeah, that's so weird. People
0: that do that, yeah, because that's like a. I don't know how common it is now, but it used to be a common thing. Yeah. Um. Okay, so but um, you wouldn't change anything about how people edit pictures or anything like that.
1: Um, I feel like. The conversation about that is more valuable than Instagram enforcing something. So obviously like the ASA get involved with things when brands are involved and things like that. But actually I think that it's a progression. I think it's going that way. I think that people don't accept that anymore and that comes inorganically. And I don't think that Instagram need to be controlling like that. I think that that's what's happening. Do you know what I mean? What's ASA? The Advertising Standards Agency. Oh right, okay. So they'll get involved. They get involved with us at Tonologist when, um, if we have some paired work with influencers, if they've used a filter, things like that. Oh. Um, it's not showing um, like a a proper, a real representation of what the product's done to the skin. Yeah. And so you can, we can get fined for the influencer using it.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. Saying that though, I remember working with. um, For Sony as a client and they had this new camera out it's like a digital camera and it was um we we so it's such a long time ago they won't get to see for this but um uh basically what we did is we gave out gave out these to photographers these cameras yeah kind of like not influence of the day but like you know so they go out and take pictures but they the pictures that were so crap that they sent in pictures from their DSLR and we used those So the pictures that we were using were like not from these crappy little... it's the same
1: as the old mascara adverts. The mascara adverts would have like drawn on eyelashes that would completely CGI eyelashes. And you could tell that they were CGI eyelashes. And if someone's had to come in and be like, (laughs) you can't say the mascara did that. But that took a lot of years.
0: It's crazy. Mm. Advertisers, they're lying to you about (laughs) everything. Marketing, they're all lying to you. Do not believe anything. It's bit like instagram i suppose isn't it
1: yeah I, th- I mean i i actually think that the influencer world is actually a rather wholesome one compared with working um in the old school way yeah and where they were they were behaving that way i think that the way that it's evolving for influencers is actually quite real
0: yeah um so what else did you change, did you change anything else just go back to the old algorithm the yeah.
1: So, yeah, I'd put the algorithm back right. The likes thing is a weird one. So, obviously, they've taken away the likes of a lot of people, haven't they?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I
0: but I also...
1: I think that... Um, I think that was a government thing, actually, wasn't it? It wasn't an Instagram thing that they were trying to enforce something like that. No, so. And I, I, I don't know. I just think it's quite a lazy way to tackle... A mental health issue that's attached to it i think they could actually do try and do some real good with that yeah um and to remove uh, i just think that makes it's a bit like trying to look like they're they're doing something but for the not. mental health of the users but i don't get how i'd like to see them you know really doing some work on that and trying to make it a healthier place um however they do that
0: so um because social media is such a big thing now. Like, I have a lot of younger guys messaging me, and it's like you can feel kind of like um, the urgency in them trying to make money to like feel. Because I I, I I saw somewhere where, I, um, in general, a guy is valued on on his output as opposed to um, like a girl. It, it's quite it's different for a girl. Like, but a guy is kind of socially. Um, um, placed based on his output on what he does you know pr- product, uh, productive wise um, so you see a lot of younger guys. It sounds like they've don 't feel like they 've got their place in society because they 're not putting out enough, yeah, and they get judged on what they create and put out and how much money they earn and that kind of stuff. when I was eighteen i di- didn 't feel like that no you know it 's kind of like I was just uh, bumbling away, you know figuring out stuff, but an eighteen year old sees social media a guy. Um, and um, yeah. that you feel the urgency in them. It feels like they're stressed when they message, um, and I haven't got the answers because when yeah. I started my company in 2007, it's not the same. No. And or, here's the other thing: you see people online. Well, this is what I don't like about social media. You see guys online who've like done all right and they made some money with the company. The chances are, if they start ten more, they'll fail. Right? Yeah. I my first company did really well. Touchword got lucky with it. But I don't feel like if I started loads of other companies, they're going to make money. Like, because I don't know that much stuff. Like I I know (laughs) uh, that at the time I got it right and I did the right things, Mm -hmm. but that wouldn't work now. So when people go, oh, what do I do, John? I'm like, I don't know. Like a simple answer is if I told you a route, I'd be lying because I genuinely don't know. I just I, I don't know the answer so
1: it's really difficult and I get some really stressful messages too um and I do like to respond but also um you know it's really hard because it needs to come from that person um and there's something in that person that's gonna make them super successful or not and it's probably a positive that they're reaching out to people like you um because um you know you, I think you have to be, like, relatively motivated to actually do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I did a little, like, just a free course where I just opened it up and I said, we'll do five days and we'll just do a little beauty course and we did it in the salon and people applied from, like, all over. Yeah. Um, and it was really cute and it was like, you know, you really want to end up taking those people on and, like, trying to give them everything and you can't do that. Right. Um, even, you know, you give a bit and then it's kind of not really enough. But, yeah. I, I just try and have a few, like, little go-to's and then that's sort of my response. But it's very difficult because as soon as you apply, then you get an, another one. Yeah. Um, and so some way you're going to feel like you're being dismissive. Yeah. Um, it's quite difficult because you want to... I quite naturally want to um, be wanna as help. helpful as possible. Of course, yeah.
0: Yeah, because yeah. when you were that age, you... And if, you know... Yeah. You, you w- would have wanted help too. I'm the same, I'm the same, but... um. I don't actually respond to my messages on Instagram now because Rosie, mm-hmm. PA, she does it because it's I can't have all these conversations, yeah. you know. Not, not in a bad way, but um, you just can't have conversations because they'll keep messaging you and you, want, you don't want to, like, yeah. yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. That's a, like, that's a good thing. When I remember I watched um, Jerry Maguire mm-hmm. when I was about 20 mm-hmm. or 18 or something like that. And I was like, oh, I want to be a sports agent. And then yeah. I was like, well, what do I do? Like now, right? And I found a company in London and I, I sent them a letter, I think, or something like, or email. Didn't get back to me. And that was the end of my sports agent career.
1: <laughs> like that was the end of it, right? But now- I tried. Yeah, I tried.
0: That was, I was like, what else do I need? Now you can go on social media and you can find sports agents. Well, you, you can know? just go
1: on social media and just be one. <laughs> you can just say, I am one and message some sports house and get them to yeah. sign up to it. If you're a good enough salesperson- yeah. You can go on Instagram and be anything.
0: Yeah, that is the benefit of social media. Well, that um being able to find stuff on social media, but then also um telling people something that you you've got no experience in is also a bit of a lie at
1: yeah.
0: social media. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. Like I don't I I look back to it. imagine being 18 now. Yeah. How how would your life look? What would you be like?
1: Yeah, but it's stressful. Right? Yeah. I mean, my daughter's nine, so we're not there yet, but um, I've worked with a lot of teenagers and, you know, dealt with a lot of teenagers. And, you know, they still just party hard and are a bit more innocent than they appear on their Instagram. Yeah. But they're a lot more glam. You know, it's all that kind of thing. I don't know what Lux will be like. She's really obsessed with Roblox at the minute. They are absolutely smashing it. Whoever invented that. Roblox?
0: I don't know what that is. Do you (laughs) not?
1: Have you not got any kids around? No. They're all, there's like emails go around the school about it. It's like crazy because they're just all completely addicted. What is it? It's like a game. It's kind of like a Fortnite type game right? where it's like a second life. Um, But it's like a kid's one. They're like trading stuff. They see their little mates in there. They're building little worlds. Then they're trying to buy stuff. And yeah. they're like cliquey And they know who's mum's soft So they're like get your mum to pay for that And then give us it So there's all this whole other level of like weird bullying
0: Stolen credit cards
1: Well I actually had a friend who had racked up A crazy bill i are actually a mutual friend of ours A crazy bill How much? It, I think it was like 800 What? Yeah. On what? This game? On Roblox credit
0: Oh my word
1: Yeah so the little buggers on it <laughs> But it's like, it, and it's like trying to explain to them, that's real money. Yeah. You know, that's like, you couldn't, it's just flushing real money down the toilet. Yeah. Because they're spending it like it's not real money. And Do they know
0: what money is at nine?
1: Well, but I think they need to start to learn. Yeah. Um, like, that it, ha- that it has a value and it, you know, you can't just keep, you can't, well, mine is just a no in my house now to any of it. Really? So what started happening was Christmas, everyone's given her Roblox credit, that's all she wanted. That's it? Yeah, that's all she wanted. She didn't go and through I'm the Argos catalogue. I'm trying to buy a... No, there's no Argos catalogue.
0: <laughs> Have they stopped that, haven't they? Have they stopped it? She
1: just... She just. Honestly, she did a little Amazon list for everyone. She just asked for Roblox credit. And it's like... It's still a waste of money. I'm just still not happy with it.
0: So what did you do? You go in...
1: I said no more. For Christmas. Wait, how
0: much did you... How much are you talking
1: I about? I actually didn't let her spend that much of my money on it. No? But we'll do things like... <laughs> We'll do things like, um, we do some jobs like LOL Surprise, like really nice big toy brands yeah. that I do with Lux, And she knows she's not stupid. She knows I'm getting paid for it, but she's got to do the work. So now she's negotiating. Do you know what I mean?
0: So how does it work? You,
1: she just wants Robot's credit to do the bloody dance.
0: And that's it? She, wait, wait. How do, Okay, so this, there's a whole child actor thing. I don't know if you've heard about this in Hollywood. Like where the parents were like get the money, but basically it was like child slave labour. I'm not yeah. suggesting yeah, this yeah, yeah. at all. <laughs> of
1: course, it's full exploitation. But yeah, so
0: isn't there so a the thing law? With
1: Lux The thing with Lux is, and I thought about um, setting up a bank account, it, she's, we're doing it, we're sort of doing it together. So they are my deals and right. it's my sort of platforms and that kind of thing, but it's sort of mum and daughter deals. Sure. So, um, you know, you could call it her money, and I and I should think about having a, a separate bank account and then doing all the tax and all of that, but that's loads of admin. Yeah. And it, it's not making enough for me to bother. I just ha- tag her on to my stuff and give her a bit of Roblox credit and she's happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if any brands see this, they're gonna be like, Right, yeah. stack up Roblox stuff. <laughs> like is that the way forward? Just entice influences in with this. Is that
1: well, not me, but the kids. That's all they really want.
0: Really? Mm. Oh, my God. So when she's 18, how do you see the social media world?
1: Um, I'm not sure because, you know, people say this to us all the time. Well.
0: Do you want to? Can we? What's Bruno doing? licking the door? Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah okay. All right, all right.
1: Sorry. So people will always say to us you know well what about when instagram's not there anymore what are you going to do and you know all these things and it's yeah. just everything's an evolution yeah so it's just i think it's just quite interesting to see what will happen like tiktok is obviously going to be around for a while yeah and i think that instagram will too yeah and um, because i think as a company they've got a real monopoly over the whole thing yeah um but who knows
0: who knows that's the thing there's no like before there was a pathway, and now that yeah. it doesn't seem there is like there is one, it's no. just like an amusement park of crazy. I
1: actually still love Twitter. Yeah, um, and but the kids just don't care about Twitter, do they? That's an old person's thing. It's know. for old people like us.
0: Yeah, I actually I never got Twitter until started doing the podcast.
1: Oh, really? But,
0: and now I follow some people. It's yeah. a
1: lot better for a conversation. Yeah, and sometimes I'll see things in the news or just anything like current affairs and I'll sort of, I just need to go to Twitter and see what people are saying about it because yes. I just find it a lot more interesting.
0: Um, so we've talked about, um, like social media and all these types of things. And I saw on your Instagram that you did, um, the peaks climb, mm-hmm. for Caroline. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of in a way like what we've been talking about, like one of the negatives, obviously, um, so what, what was what's the plan with it? You're still you're still doing that? Is it is it 24 peaks?
1: No, we did we did it. We ended up doing 17. So you, it was just 24 hours, 24 okay. peaks in 24 hours, which was completely impossible. But that's what Bradley's like. He's like, well, what's the hardest one? Well, we'll yeah. do that one. Yeah. Um. When actually, I'm sure he's capable, but we're not capable of doing that. But we tried, and it was a really good experience. It was really emotional. Um. Okay. And yeah, we raised a lot of money for the Samaritans. 28,000, so right? Yeah, so, so it's so kind far. of, um, it sparked a conversation about, you know, doing some more things for them as a charity. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm still listening. <laughs> if anyone's anyone what I'm doing, I'm just getting rid of this thing because he's like a basically a pig. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my God.
0: Sorry,
1: carry on, carry on, carry on. Yeah. So yeah, we, it was it was Bradley's idea. It was supposed to happen last year. I'm really glad that it wasn't because it was supposed to be in November and it was already freezing. and We ended up doing it in June. Um, yeah, it was really fun. It was a really it was a really nice thing to do for us all to come together and do something in her memory for a good cause. So yep. I think that um, we really want to like keep. And i alive in a really positive way. Yeah. Um. And it was so tragic that I think people might shy away from talking about it, but actually, you know, she's gone, but we want her to still be here. So it was actually, yeah. you know, we, you know, we want to be like really active and do things that make us feel closer to her and things like that. And it was, it was, it was just a really positive experience.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. I met Caroline a few times through a Zoom actually. Um, yeah, she was amazing, like absolutely amazing. Never had a bad minute with her, no, she's like really
1: like special person, yeah. and we're just really, really good crack, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> really like, literally, fun. from the first minute I met her, like, I was just laughing, yeah, like, not many people like that, no. yeah. It's easy to forget, but um, talk talking about social media, it's like one of the negative sides of it, isn't it? It's like because, like, Love Island, there's been a few tragic events from
1: that, yeah, I think that what. Not defending social media at all, but I do think that the press very much—they um, kind of write the narrative—and yeah. um, I think that that trickles over to social media. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, th- you know, and I could see that happening. So where she would have, you know, be getting really positive headlines, she would start getting more positive comments, more co- positive messages, and it would really pick her up. Yeah. Um, and and then vice versa when it would be super negative. And I think that you know, even when you see the comments on on the mail online, it's like, it's just really, really severe trolling. Mm. Um, and I think that, I think that people sort of see that, and it sort of validates, you know, that, you know, they kind of think, well, we're allowed to to speak like that about people and to people, and it's actually really toxic. Yeah. Um, so when you do have a big account or a big profile then that all sort of comes to you and that person has to deal with it and the, you know the thing with love island is those people like you know they can't deal with it it's it's too hard yeah
0: to go from nothing to like yeah. all of that in one yeah yeah weird environment yeah um so before i let you go off and have lunch <laughs> the um, sun is out I didn't realise until a couple of hours ago how good you were at interiors. And the fact that you brought up that picture of the sunken sofa, which is in my house in Costa Rica, um, Feel free to be my interior designer. <laughs>
1: Do I get to come to the house?
0: I will pay you in blocks
1: or whatever the hell it's called. Roblox. Roblox. I'll pay
0: your daughter in Roblox if you... I'll take it. Yeah, you can come over. Um, I know Azim's already like got his flight booked, I think.
1: Yeah, well, um, I'll come over
0: with Azim. I used to have a house in Ibiza and he used to stay there with me. So. he
1: likes a house
0: in Ibiza yeah once it felt like a like six years though to be honest <laughs> two nights is that all it was it felt like it felt like months but I went out a few nights with him so, yeah, so it took,
1: was worth
0: it took its toll on me I aged like two years he talks that, that out that all
1: weekend. the
0: good places doesn't he <laughs> he does <laughs> he yeah he's um but I'm gonna Ibiza in a couple of weeks so
1: well we're waiting for the announcement at five o'clock actually and if it if I think if Greece goes green, then we might do a little weekend next weekend to Mykonos. Yeah, we've yeah. converted Ibiza to Mykonos. Is that the plan? That's the
0: con- and yeah. Mexico to Costa Rica. Yeah, all right, let's do it all then. Um, so yeah, so officially, you're I'm my down. interior designer. <laughs> There's actually a lot next to it. You should build like a house and you could design it and just and then flip it
1: in Costa Rica.
0: Yeah, literally, you could. We could buy it, do a deal together. We will buy it build a house there and then we'll split the money
1: this really paid off this podcast it
0: could do because it's <laughs> quite a lot of money to be made there like yeah I, yeah I, I think i'm yeah i'm investing like i don't know in dollars maybe like 800 yeah and it'll be worth 1.5 at least okay. so i don't know i mean we we'll do sound a bit smaller. so they have
1: like um so they have different fillers on that the, the developers are doing like the different plots because that's what that Farley yeah, one was if you watch theirs but then they sort of ended up sort of doctoring theirs to being a lot more special.
0: Um, so basically I bought a piece of land yeah. on a development. It's going to be like a gated community in a really oh, cool area. Yeah. Um, I got a deal on land um, and then I designed it. I'll show you the design. it. That's the dream, after. isn't it? Yeah. So I'm even put a helipad on it.
1: Oh, are you? Have you got yeah. a helicopter?
0: No, no, no. I, there's no helicopter going to land there. It's just purely for a laugh. <laughs> Just to say that I've got a helipad. It just
1: looks really flashy. Yeah,
0: I'm actually going to put a Bitcoin logo instead of a H just to like piss off everyone online. <laughs> I don't know why. But you've got to do this stuff now for Instagram, really, isn't it? It's just yeah, like. that's
1: who, you, like, you just you know. want to pass that. Yeah, who's got a
0: place with a helipad and a Bitcoin logo? Just no, because obviously it's stupid, idiotic, but I'm doing it anyway. Um, but no, there's a piece of land. Um, we should chat.
1: Yeah, let's have a look.
0: Yeah. Um, I did a couple of vlogs recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll send you one if you get time to watch it. Yeah, that um, but it sh- shows a piece of land. I
1: love it a
0: lot. Yeah, it's good fun. Um, looks like we might do a deal then. <laughs> we'll build it, and then Azim will live there and be like, "What are you doing? Like, where, how did you get here? He
1: like, work, he who, are the the these, who are all
0: these people? Why is there 800 people <laughs> at my house?" <laughs> but yeah, on that note, I'll let you uh, go Thank for the you. lunch. Thank um, you very much. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. Um, welcome, and really uh, I'll see you soon. Yes. Deo.